This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. You won't miss a chance to ask us the, the tough questions every single week on the Sounding Board if you drink wise. Matt Holden on email. Did you guys catch... Corey Williams' suggestion that Bronny James should play one season in the NBL Next Stars program. And if his dad, LeBron, wanted to play a season with his son, Australia was the best place to do it. It goes on a little bit, Hutchie. I'll, I'll throw that yep. across to you because it wouldn't be the first time a budding NBA superstar may use the NBL as a, as a means to, to get better. I, I preface this by saying I don't speak on behalf of the Perth Wildcats or the NBL or anyone involved. I haven't had a conversation with anyone about it. Or, or, previ- don't or previously Melbourne United, which you owned and yep. then sold when you bought the Perth Wildcats. Yes, yep. true. Changed the and, I don't, and I don't yet know, and I don't even know where he would fit in the ecosystem as you know, you know, elite or minutes or otherwise. I don't know. Holistically, I think it'd be fantastic for the competition. I think it'd be a no-brainer for one club to go and try and make it happen if all the planets aligned if he wanted to come, if the ability to get minutes and to play enough time uh, stacked up, if the, if the team was a fit. Again, I don't know if he's at the level now, soon, anytime soon, to be an NBL starter or, or on the bench or anywhere in between. But I think it would be just brilliant for the sport. I think it's great. I think the Next Star program is sensational. I looked at uh, Ariel Hook-Porty on the weekend for Melbourne United as a backup centre in the second round probable draft pick and the presence as a 19-year-old he has defensively. I look at what the New Zealand sharpshooters are doing. I think this program is awesome and it would be unbelievable to shine a deeper light on it by having someone of his profile and and evidently skill uh, join the NBL. And, and given Josh Gideon, I'm, actually, I, basketball is not a sport I should be talking about publicly at all because I don't understand it. I don't I can't report on it the way that you meant to. But what I do know is that Josh Giddy had an impact, didn't he, prior to heading across to becoming almost the guaranteed rookie of the NBA this year. And who was that ball player? Um, who Lamello? Was that ball player? Well, well, there's two of them. Aren't there? <laughs> that, there's there's that little, there's... in the world. <laughs> <laughs> who was that ball player? Well, there's two of them. Uh, Lamello ball, you Lamello mean? Lamello ball, wasn't it? Who's the other one? Yes. Lavar or something. Oh, my goodness. Well, again, I yeah. told you, I just said I shouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, he's. Lamello Ball was magnificent. Josh Giddy played really, really good basketball for Adelaide. He trained at Melbourne United. I, I think from memory, Melbourne didn't pass on him, but didn't move quick enough to, to get him because of the minutes issue. That's, that's the other thing. You've got to be able to give them enough time to play, and then you've got to accept that they might leave before the season ends, which is what happened with Lamello and what happened with it. So there's a couple of kind of riders against it. I think Adelaide was a perfect place for Josh because he got enough opportunity to play. It didn't matter as much when he left early. And, you know, he created fans among the Australians that people could follow him. And, and, he, and you look back down, how he didn't play for the Boomers in September feels remarkable, doesn't yeah, it? it does. Absolutely man. remarkable. Yeah, it like, does. Like, I don't know much about pure basketball. I'm just go along and listen to people. Just, just own clubs. Just buy how, clubs. How did he not play? <laughs> no, it's, it's hard. Was it four months in a row he's won NBA rookie like, of the month? I know he's improved a lot. But has he improved that much since September or... or, or was he worthy of the tenth or eleventh place in Brian Gorgian's team? You would have, th- I would have thought the the latter. But uh, yeah, again, I, I have said I don't know enough about the sport. Hey, uh, so many questions relating to, to, to Warren um, and and his passing. I'll, I'll just pick one here. Hutchie, Ben 
Mignatoli on Facebook. When Ted Witten died, awareness around prostate cancer greatly increased. When Danny Frawley died, awareness around mental health greatly increased. Heart disease still remains the biggest killer in Australia. With Shane and Rod's deaths, will the average person in the street start, start taking this more seriously and get regular checkups? I think there's no doubt that there'll be the next um, focus for ostensibly men and marketing, and that will happen quickly. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that, Ben, and 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 I hope that that is a, an outcome out of the the trauma that that everyone is now um, going through as a result of what's happened to those two famous iconic Australians. Uh, where we go here. Uh, KL Gold 008 Twitter. If AFL teams were eventually auctioned off to individual owners, how much do you think the biggest clubs would go for? And do you think this is ever a genuine possibility? I think it could happen with some of the smaller teams at, at different times. And I think it'd be a great way to bring capital revenue into the, um, not revenue, capital investment into the game. We've seen it work so successfully in other codes. So yeah, I, I'm actually in favour of it. Yeah, that won't surprise you. No, it won't, because you'd be the first and, one to try and buy and the, one of the one of the teams as, as the head of a consortium. Which, which one would you want, Hutchie? The new Tassie one? You're talking about that glowingly. We'd, in the, we'd this take week? that in a heartbeat if it were available. I don't think that's going to be available. And we, we would absolutely put our hand up to to own Tasma, the Tasmanian footy team. No the, question. The experiences AFL style of private ownership haven't been good, though, have they? They may have. Well, have they been bad? Like, uh, where, how have they been bad? Like the Swans. Uh, Hutchie, uh, would the Swans have been here without a private ownership transition? Uh, no, but the private ownership ran it into the ground in, in, in a financial sense to the point where they, the AFL had to take them over. And, and you yeah, know but that, that was that was half the AFL was doing. They hadn't built capital worth in their broadcast deal. They had now have. Yeah, that was a different era, correct? Um, the the Scase era of the Brisbane Bears, Again. when when the press conference if, was called to announce the license being given and the envelope being passed from Skase to someone from the AFL was it Alan Schwab or someone of that nature? Yeah, they, and nothing finished the press conference. Nothing in the envelope. They did. A, it's meant to be they, a check for multi millions. Yeah, they didn't do a great job. But like, it, ultimately, the league wasn't investing in those markets then either, and they weren't getting big broadcast deals like they are now. Like, most, all clubs live off that broadcast deal. Let's just call that for what it is. Yeah. So, like, you, can, you can't really judge the Swans' failure and the line and the Bears' failure against the possibility. Against an era of no broadcast revenue. F- fans had, had, had rile, though, wouldn't they, at, at being told that their ownership of the club, as, as is the model in, Fan, in Australian know what, sport. I, I have a totally different view to that. I don't think the fans... Care less who owns the club. No, nah, Hutchie. Fans think they own the club, Hutchie. That, that's and that's what well, they still really do. Told. They still really do. But they wouldn't if someone if someone bought it or, or pumped money into it. I know it's a bit more cultural in basketball, but no one cares less that we. As long as you invest in the team, put a great product on the park, and support all the things that can make it successful, the the fans are very happy to um, to support that. I think. Yeah. I think. AFL ownership would be a good thing in some markets. Uh, the 20th team, no brainer for someone else to take the risk. Which means you're looking at it behind the scenes. Good question there, KL Gold 008. Uh, Steve Coglin on Facebook. He wants me to. Here we go. Yep. Should Hutchie advise Kane Corns that he doesn't have to have an opinion on everything? Well, he's an opinionated person, and that's his skill. And. He, his opinions are respected. Otherwise, people wouldn't report them so much. If his opinions were 
not as respected, he would go unreported. So I think he does a great job of balancing his natural views in life versus being a good a good listener. He's found a, a really good balance in recent times, I think. And ultimately, he's got a view that's different to yours, different to mine. That's just how he is. I love how he's now an All-Australian selector, Hutchie, because he'll shake that up uh, in ways that haven't been done before. He sure will. Uh, can you see the questions here, Hutchie? You are actually in Sydney. I'm ready to go. you got one to finish? Uh, have you got that one you in front of you? You've got to drag this out because you've got nowhere else to be. I've got to go. <laughs> if only our listeners knew that that is indeed the case. I'm just trying to get through just, the many questions. You, you, you take We've got another three pages of questions. Hush yeah, I'm, I've lost interest. Ask the final question. Well, it needs to be read by you because it's a, it's the who's a boy Mark Heenan on page one. We've got three pages after that, but you don't want to give them any interest. So That's can you true. see that Mark Heenan won? Oh, here's Mark Heenan. Oh, it's yeah. all about you, of course. It's well, you. I was going in order to that point until you said you've had enough and you've got to bugger off. What happened to the Damo and Nat pairing on the AFL Daily podcast? The AFL the AFL Daily podcast cover is still updated on my podcast feed with the image of Damo and Nat. Will Nat be returning for season 2022 on the AFL Daily podcast? I can answer that in the affirmative, Mark. In fact, I bumped into Nat today in the office, and the answer to that question is yes, Nat will be back. Very, very busy in recent weeks when it comes to uh, her Effectively, executive role, Hutchie, on AFLW and a very multi-talented person, but back, crucially, on AFL Daily. In, so who's in, been in doing the, the podcast in her absence? In the interim, Josh Gablich and Nathan Schmuck have been doing fantastic jobs on it. Oh, so you're not even back yet? Yeah, I've been back. I've been back since late January. Oh, so it's you and... And and a rotation of Josh, rotation. Nathan. Oh, it's gone gangbusters, Hutchie. You, you, would love, you would love to have the numbers it's doing. <laughs> And, and and unusual and, and different to what you do. We don't, no we don't, one ever knew it was back. We don't even we don't even make them up. We actually just deal with real now, numbers. And then you you would love to have access to the and numbers. You've been having a crack at me for having Gary and Tim and Bucks back late, and that's not back yet. And it's seventh of March. She want to come back for the first one, I think. It's called it's called AFL Daily, not she's AFL. Work, uh, she's working. The difference there is she's uh, working. I'm a massive Nat fan, and more. She's um, become crucial to what more what goes more. on. At executive level on AFLW. This isn't aimed at you, not at Nat. I love Nat and want to do more work with oh, Nat. Hang on, hang on. It is that name at Nat, but you're going to say it's not aimed at Nat, so you're going to name it at me, are you? So, so yep. How's it at me? I've been back it's, since I've January. I've got a new name for your podcast. Oh, here we go. The AFL Occasionally. <laughs> AFL Occasionally. Hi, hi, welcome to AFL Occasionally. I'm Damien Barrett. You're getting Where we to... occasionally do a podcast. <laughs> Every day. Used to be it's called AFL Daily, now it's AFL Occasionally. Up at 7.30. AFL Intermittently is a sequel. Sets the agenda every single day. and Even I, the AFL Occasionally podcast has 22 weeks. As up. I said, Hutchie, the numbers that it does, you would kill for. Uh, Doesn't. Had enough? Had enough? This has been the sounding board question time for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to attend the podcast, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.